Welcome to Know Your Audience, a marketing mini-cast that explores how knowing an audience can unlock greater insight. In this episode, we unpack the terms influence and influencer. With the digital proliferation taking place before our eyes, the influencer isn't going away anytime soon, and this offers us another way to get to our audience in an authentic way. One of the words that constantly gets thrown out today in the world of marketing is influencers. (laughs) So what are we talking about? A bit of a chuckle there on the word influencer because I think it's such a polarizing topic, right? Like so many people, whether you're in media or marketing, um, love it or hate it. And, it, it, you know, before we talk about the difference, I think as a channel, it has its place. And I think that's a, it's become a, a wide thing. Why does it have its place? Because these people have a credible voice with their audience. And when, when the two things can match up well, you know, so it might not necessarily be somebody who's a, who's a mum blogger advertising um, – you know, maybe like extreme sports or something like that, because that just won't work. But when it's aligned and the values are aligned, it can be truly powerful. Why is it tr- truly powerful? Well, it goes back to the concept of influence rather than errs. <laughs> and I think that's what audience first is about, is being able to influence an audience. And so the better way to think about it is, is influence rather than influence errs. And the errs part is, is something actually that we might talk about first, which is the creator. And the creator is the person who makes content, obviously. They spend considerable time building an audience. This takes a long period of time. If you buy an audience, I mean, you can you could potentially do that, you know, by ads, by followers, all that sort of thing. It doesn't last. It never lasts. The numbers always speak for themselves with that type of stuff. This is really people who build a big following and a true following that that is that's people who regularly engage with content that they create and that they then cultivate a community around that content this is the really most important part of what true influence is that it has a community that builds around it and we talked a couple of episodes back about people attracting other people social proof etc that has in this context that's a community forming what's a community in this regard this is like a group of a, Big group. When I say a group, I'm talking usually in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions here, of people who regularly engage. They're the first people to comment on a YouTube video. They're the kinds of um, audience that shares the content. You know, we, we go right back down to the principles of digital content creation of the 99-1 rule, which is 90, uh, 1% of uh, total platform audience creates the content 9% truly engage with it and 90% consume it passively. I'm talking about the 9% here who who whose numbers are vast, um, who form a community around that 1%. And the best creators are able to form this and cultivate a community from, from their content. So first of all, they're making something that's really interesting to an audience. They've found a niche or they've found a mass scale. It doesn't matter here. But that creator has created something that people want to be a part of. And it, that becomes measurable, but also in it's a little bit intangible, I guess, in, in some in some degrees, but it's also something that should be the yardstick of what influence is because if somebody's willing to form a community of like-minded people around something else, then you've got influence. That's helping people feel like they're a part of something. That's the goal of marketing then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. And, and if you start to look at it, you know, it doesn't matter the medium. And this is the really important part of this. Like it doesn't, you know, we think of influencers as, you know, high fashion um, selfies in front of 
Instagram, yeah. Twitter, TikTok. I'm yeah. trying to sell you the latest hair product. Uh, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking Huda Beauty. I'm thinking, yeah. Well, I mean, that's and then Huda Beauty, who you know, we're, we're based here in, in the Middle East, and that, that's another great example of somebody who built an audience and then has transformed that into a global multinational brand um, with a very specific no, knowledge of her audience and what they were looking for in terms of beauty products. And I think that's a great homegrown success story of this very principle. Um, I think there's a lot of other people out there that give influencers a bad name, but if you put that to one side and think about creators, and once you understand a creator and how they build and maintain an audience, then you start to understand how that audience, yeah, how they do it, <laughs> first of all. And then also, second of all, how, what that audience, what their behavior is like, how that might fit your wanted state as a brand or a product or again a, a creation and i think you know if you start to look inwards to the gulf you can start to also measure this stuff in ta really tangible ways so one thing that we've done at da is, is actually measure this stuff we looked at the top 2800 creators on instagram why instagram well it's one of them it's 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 one of the biggest platforms in our region there are other platforms obviously but typically most people gravitate no matter what their background ethnicity language etc they, they gravitate to instagram the other platforms tend to to segregate by age and everything like that from those 2800 people in 2020 alone there were 1.5 billion engagements so comments and 1. likes 1.5 billion yes in the gulf yeah. alone it's extraordinary and 6.1 billion video views so that's a billion with a B. It's a lot of data points. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but what that does, right, is, okay, so that, those 2,800 people have generated that amount of interaction. That interaction happens at very different scales. Obviously, you have the massive people, the people who maybe drive a lot less, but higher quality, but more engagement, et cetera. That type of reach is something that old media and old media measurement, et cetera, just can't get their head around <laughs> yeah. and to their detriment some have new york times is the best example globally i think and 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 maybe washington post and that's largely due to their great ownership and you know having forward-thinking ownership and things like that but I, I can't think of one in our part of the world that has responded well to this shift of power of audience away from a traditional method of, of, of newspapers for example particularly i'm talking about here who just you know, without without any kind of government support and things like that, they can't they can't survive. There's no model behind it, and and that's because there's a fundamental misunderstanding of what the audience is and what they want and how they want to engage with content. And basically, this is where we start to be able to measure that influence. So you know, old media, etc., never really has had a great grasp of of measuring you know anything other than their circulation right or right. their listenership or their viewership but that's it there's no greater deeper understanding of okay of this audience of these true engagements what quality are those you know how many spam followers you know like spamming get yeah like is the tv just on in the background we don't know all this stuff right but we can start to understand this stuff on digital and this is where we start to understand that power of true influence and it's really what's really really important about this is it the time it takes to build an audience naturally you know it doesn't just happen it's got to be repeated you know repetition consistency over a long period of time and that's why we when we begin to understand how these communities and audiences form we understand how true influence plays a role in this and and what then how that audience might behave in the future and things like that and and it really comes back down to how 
those people will then behave in in other parts of their life. So you can watch the patterns, you can start to understand the behavior, you can start to understand what it is. Getting back to the the last episode, we talked about ambient feedback. It's how we pull all that together to to understand really patterns of behavior among people. And and the creator is the best example of that because everything is genuine in terms of how they've built their audience. That is, um, you know, and and we're not again. There's a bit of qualitative assessment here because you're sort of some wheat from chaff in terms of, sure. <laughs> you know, what, a, what what we've just talked about in terms of the, the stereotypical influencer versus a, a, a content creator who's just doing a great job at building and understanding that audience. The takeaway from this episode is that the best way to understand people, our audience, and ultimately consumers is to understand their behavior. Influencers, as content creators, become yet another tool, but a focus tool in our arsenal as they allow us to connect more deeply with a focused audience. You can get in touch with me across the socials at the JamesCast or james at the jamescast.com. And get in touch with me, Paul, through d-a.co or otherwise email me at paul.kelly at d-a.co. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>